Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boom, the boys are back in a very happy third day of Christmas. Uh, what is that? Three French hens. Uh, so, yeah, hope, hope all of you guys are well. I know some of you back in the grind. Um, myself, lucky to have this entire week off. Um, yeah, 27th of December as you guys are listening to this. Pre-recording a little bit. Don't think anything too crazy is going to be happening. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped. I am pumped for this bowl game. Look, I, I've, I've said it on the show. I've said it on social media. I've said it just about anywhere that will have me. I love bowl games. I've been watching the bowl games. Uh, I know on the 26th, we get three bowl games a day and it's basically like that. Um, rest of the year, um, I love it. I can't wait for it. Can't wait to see K-State play, uh, you know, NC State, again, we, we talked about this when the game uh, was announced. Um, it's a ranked versus ranked matchup, which I think is a lot of fun. NC State number 18, K-State 25. Um, and, and again, I, I, I think that while I think I, I know um, fans overrate uh, the rankings, I think we talked too much about it, but I, I'm part of the problem. I talk about it. But I do think it would be fun. Uh, to finish in the final college football playoff, well, we are in the final college football playoff poll. They don't do a postseason one. I think it'd be fun to be in the final AP in the final coaches poll, win this game, and I think K State is. Um, K State still sitting at uh, as of time of recording two and a half point favorite. Um, I don't, I don't have the over under in front of me. Um, Forty seven and a half. So again, um, they think it's going to be a relatively close game played in the twenties. Um, I'll give my prediction at the end of the game. Um, it, it does make it tough. Tomorrow we'll have a, uh, at least planning on having a primers episode, hoping to have uh, the good chef Andre Napier from Cocaine Willie podcast to give the K-State primer. 
hoping to get someone from NC State. So should have something for you guys to listen to uh, morning of the game to get you ready. Um, but yeah, it should be good weather down in Florida. I'm pumped. Again, <laughs> I, I'm excited for this game and, and how we're going to go through it. I'm going to talk about um, the vibes I've gotten from K-State. Um, I've watched the press conferences, like full disclosure, recording this um, the morning of the 26th on Boxing Day. Um, I've watched interviews. I've seen some of the clips coming up. So I'm going to be doing gross generalizations of of the vibes I'm picking up uh, from K-State football down in Orlando. Um, since there isn't a big pregame press conference for me to really dive into, then I'm going to kind of do the things I'm looking for, keys to V's, all that type of stuff, and I'll do a prediction at the end. Um, but let's just talk about the vibes because, again, uh, Coach Kleiman has spoken with the media. He's done a few things. Um, Joe Klanderman and Connor Riley both had like six to ten minute press conference uh out at practice a couple days ago. There's been some players. And I really do get the vibe that the guys who are there want to be there. So, you know, you, you don't have Will Howard. You don't have Ben Sennett, two massive parts of the offense. Um, Phillip Brooks, not there as well. Um, and then on defense, no Will Lee, um, no Nate Matlack. Um, I think that's – I mean, I think that's it on defense of – contributors who have opted out or they're not going to be there. And then a lot of, you know, secondary and tertiary type players. Um, you know, special teams, honestly, will be interesting tomorrow um, as you guys are listening to this um, to see how they react, to see um, who's out there. Are there going to be some guys who are, who are getting some snaps that we haven't seen? Um, but really the vibe seemed good. It, it seems like Joe Klanderman um, – I don't know if chip on the shoulder is the right word um, in his press conference, but, but it seems like he kind of has something to prove. Honestly, I don't think NC State is going to be a super dynamic offense. Really, the offense that they most compare well with is Iowa State, except for the difference is Iowa State is, uh, I think they ended the uh, regular season as one of, if not the most explosive teams in the nation. Now, they were pretty fucking explosive. Oh, sorry. No effort in 2024. That might be the last one, folks. Um, but they were pretty um, explosive before they played us, and we all know what happened in the snow. Uh, so I- I'm hoping um, some of that confidence we had going into that Iowa State game before the elements really put us on our heads um, shows its way through. I think this is a game that even with um, missing uh, Willie, even missing Nate Matlack, seeing some changes on the defensive line, I'm hoping that is going to allow um, Joe Klanderman, I, I'm hoping that the team is going to put in a good performance, and I think it can. And if you do do that, I think that's going to give a lot of confidence moving forward. And uh, I Because... Unlike the offense, so you have guys, you have Cooper Beebe, you have KT Leviston, um, you have Hayden Gillum, so you're going to be losing at least three guys off of that starting lineup, um, starting offensive line. You've already lost, um, you know, your, your, the leading receiver and the top tight end. Um, so I, I, so what we see in the bowl game from the offense, there are going to be changes. There are going to be changes. 
Uh, maybe not a ton, but there's going to be changes. The defense, for the most part, folks, I mean, it is going, and I i forgot to mention Kobe Savage. Sorry about that. But it, it is going to look, the, the starting defense uh, on the bowl game is going to look very close to what the starting defense could look like uh, that first game of the year in late August as we line up and, and start the season. So if you have a good performance, and we know how the bowl games go. Um, coming off of the Texas A&M game, um, every, or the LSU game, excuse me, there was all that excitement building into the, uh, the, the Big 12 championship uh, season. Um, and I think if the defense puts together a big-time performance, we can see that sort of hype, some, that same sort of um, internal expectation and excitement. Um, and, and I think it's fine if the outside world doesn't do that. I think that if the defense has a big game and folks are able to rally and get excited about that internally and have that permeate through the actual team, I think that would be a massive step for you know their development between now and spring ball starting. Um, they'll they'll get like a week or two off, but then they're going to be right back at it in mid-January and strength and conditioning uh, right before all the students show back up uh, for spring semester. So I think that if you see big stuff from the defense, that would be massive. I'm really going to be keying in on the secondary, though, because you're going to, like I said, you're going to have corners coming back. It'll be interesting to see who the number three safety starting is. Um, are we going to see... Uh, as much rotation at the cornerback, or is it really going to be, for the most part, Keenan Garber and Jacob Parrish? Um, that will be something uh, to follow. And then, you know, how, how's the pass rush going to look? We, we are going to see Khalid Duke's final game at K-State. And I believe the same as Cody Suffelbeam, but you are going to have Brendan Mottbat. Are, are you going to see Donovan Ryman? Are you going to see Chidi Obiezo? Are you going to see Jordan Allen? You have all these great young defensive ends. And it sure sounds like Toby Osinsami is now playing defensive end as well. So are you going to see some of those young guys on the edge? And then again, uh, is Uso going to be back? I mean, I think Uso is back. I, I know he's coming back next year. I think he's going to be playing... Uh, tomorrow, and I believe Jonathan Banks. Now there's talks about him um, playing uh, the big defensive end spot next year. I think he's still going to be playing nose guard uh, in the bowl game, and then also you're going to have Damian Alalio back as well. So the defensive uh, line is going to be fun to watch as well. And, and again, I think this is a, a NC State team that they're going to get a bit of a challenge, but I think they're going to. Uh, set themselves up for chances to get to the quarterback. And their quarterback is mobile. So it's going to be something where the linebackers have to keep an eye out on them. They're going to have to try to stay home. They're going to have to stay in their pass rushing lanes. Otherwise, he might be able to get out and run. So that will be something that they have to watch. I think they're going to be all right. I, again, I'm expecting, or maybe I'm trying to will it into happening, having a, a nice defensive performance. Because quite frankly, um, the defense was disappointing this year. Um, flipping over to offense, and I, I think this is the game, um, or not the game, this is really where everyone's dialed in on. We know, uh, we've talked about it a handful of times, Avery Johnson is getting a game plan tailor-made for him. He is going to be, um, I mean, he is the guy. He is the guy. Now, 
Colin Klein leaving kind of puts a damper on it. Um, so it really will show some of the chops of Connor Riley. Now I'm going to say the same thing that I said uh, back when K-State played LSU in the Texas Bowl. Um, and, and it was Colin Klein getting his first shot. Um, just because, hypothetically, if K-State has a bad game on offense, that doesn't mean Connor Riley is not going to be capable of being a good offensive coordinator. And just because they have a great game doesn't mean he's going to be great as I, uh, either. I don't think... Um, it will be fair to have a massive reaction either way. But I think his confidence in the offensive line, I think everything that has been said about Avery Johnson since they got down to Orlando, I expect a massive, massive game. I think it is going to be a big-time offensive performance. You guys will hear my prediction later. Uh, but I think Avery Johnson is going to have a game that puts him on the map and his stock his uh you know perception everything about Avery Johnson is going to be slapped onto a rocket ship and be on a first class ticket to the moon after this game I truly believe it um he's going to get to be throwing the ball distributing the ball to his guys with Garrett Oakley Jace Brown sounds like we might see a little bit more Trey Spivey um in this upcoming game uh we know what DJ Giddens can do it sounds like we're going to get a little bit of Joe Jackson as well Folks, I, I, I don't want to overhype this. Um, and again, we don't know. We don't know what the plays are going to look like. We don't know how the tempo is going to look like. Um, I think we all want it to feel similar to how it was with Colin Klein um, because this was one of the best offenses K-State's had. Um, definitely since 2012, arguably since 2003. Um, but I, I, I expect it to be a very fun and entertaining game. And I, I, I truly do believe Avery Johnson's stock and everything about him is going to take off. You have national guys saying that he could become the face of the sport. And if he has a fun game, if he has an entertaining game, if he has a big statistical game in bowl season on a game where anyone who covers college football, anyone who's a college football fan, they're going to be watching the game because it's a ranked-on-ranked matchup in bowl season – uh, folks, you could see him showing up on Heisman lists if he has as big a game as I think we're all hoping for. So buckle up because Avery Johnson could see himself being shot straight to the moon with a big game, and, and I think he's going to be capable of it. Again, you hear him talk to the media uh, where he says, hey, you know, everyone knows how electric I can be running the ball. Uh, only the people in the building know how electric I can be throwing the ball. When he's saying that to the media, um, I, I get goosebumps. I, I get so excited, and, and I think we're going to see why uh, K-State bid farewell to their all-time passing touchdown leader uh, in Will Howard uh, because I think Avery Johnson is going to be that special. Before we get moving on to the other things at stake, other things I'm going to be looking for, how about a shout-out for Manhattan Brewing Company? The absolute best in the business. Wabash Ale is out. It is delicious. Make sure you are talking to your local liquor store and making sure you can get a few four-packs locally so you can buy that out and help Wildcat and I out at the same time. Also, 
Uh, what, next week, next Tuesday, K-State men's basketball back in action. K-State women's basketball back later this week uh, with conference play tipping off. Get into Bramlage Coliseum, but before you do, make it part of your routine. Every time you're going to Manhattan for a basketball game, stop off for a pint, take a couple four-packs and a crowler to go from Manhattan Brewing Company. You got to do it. Oh, I lied. K-State women's basketball uh, at Cincinnati on Saturday at 1 p.m. Up to number 11 in the rankings. Get them in the top 10, you cowards. Um, Shout out to Jeff Minnie and the K-State women's basketball team. All right. um, So some of the other stuff I'm going to be looking for. um, It it really, I'm going to be watching it like a regular game. I, I know a lot of folks are trying to now turn this into like a pre-spring game exhibition. And I get it. Look, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna try to be a missionary. I'm not gonna try to propagandize on behalf of the bowl system. I love them. This is the culmination. This is the ending to my 2023 football season. This is not the beginning of 2024, but it's hard not to get excited seeing how things have fallen for K-State. Uh, opt-out-wise, transfers-wise, who will and won't be playing in the bowl game. So uh, I I understand the desire folks are going to have for that. I understand uh, that that probably will be the biggest talking point. If K-State has a big performance in this game, the talking point isn't going to be, that's a great exclamation point on a somewhat frustrating 2023 season, they're going to say, oh my gosh, look at that. I can't wait for 2024. And I don't think either one of those are incorrect. I think it can be both. I'm hoping that it is an exclamation point, a high watermark, a fun ending to a season um, that we did not meet expectations. We fell short of expectations. Um, So I'm hoping... Um, it is a fun ending to a frustrating uh, season, and that could still set the table and get you excited for 2024. But this still, for me, is the 2023 season. Um, late next week, probably next Friday, we'll have some sort of 2023 football wrap-up show. Um, probably not by myself. I'll probably bring someone on to kind of put a an end to this season, but... Um, that that's how I'm viewing it. I, I'm kind of viewing this as this is the end of uh, the 2023 season. Um, but if Avery Johnson has a big game, if you see the corners, if you see Keenan Gar- Garber and Jacob Parrish have a big game, if the young safeties who are coming back have a big game, of course, that's going to get everyone excited for the following season as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, but that's how I'm going to be looking at it. I'm going to be looking at it as, hey, another chance to celebrate K-State college football and one final time for 2023. Another thing uh, kind of macro-wise um, that I'll be looking for in this game is K-State's record under Chris Kleiman. Again, being able to get a uh, another nine-win season being able to continue to rise up K-State football, have back-to-back top 25 seasons. I've talked I've talked about the importance of that. I think there is some real momentum recruiting, not only in the portal, because we, we've had some of the most highly sought-after uh, uh, guys in the portal, you know, a defensive back, a defensive end, and an offensive lineman who we're going to have to play tackle. We've seen them have that su- success. Uh, we talked with Chuck Lilly about the amount of success K-State had uh, in this recruiting class. And on three, now that they have 
all of the uh, JUCO rankings up. K-State had the number four, number five recruiting class in the Big 12 with only like 16 guys. There is a ton of momentum around the K-State football program despite coming up short in, in those four games, which it's four games and what, like... 17 points. I mean, it's a stupid, this is a stupid season. But again, being able to end with that momentum, we talked about a little bit earlier about how it's not just the fan momentum, and I'm contradicting, in in typical Scott fashion, kind of contradicting the last point. But being able to build on this, being able to build on a final sweet mark for the season, because it's going to be sour. And, and, And again, for as much as people like to poo-poo uh, bowl games. As much as folks like to turn their nose up and say these don't matter, you and I both know the fan reaction if K-State doesn't win this game and the final two losses on the season are to Iowa State and then losing in the bowl game versus NC State. We, we know exactly how folks are going to react, and it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. So there there is a lot at, at stake on the line for the next, you know, seven, eight months. Because from January until really the end of July or mid-July when they do Big 12 Media Days, it is a lot of bullshit on Twitter. It is a lot of arguing with rival fans on the internet and in person, whether you're in breweries or you're on Twitter. Um, that's, that's what the next, you know, seven, eight months are going to be. And it's a lot easier to to go to battle nine and four, finishing twenty two in the AP poll, and you're able to say, "Hey, we had another top twenty five season back to back." I think there's a lot of momentum for K State. I think there is a lot on the table for K State. And again, when you are in flux, when we went through, you know, that time period of. Colin Klein leaving, being worried about Avery Johnson, being worried about Blake Barnett, trying to keep the recruiting uh, class together, trying to keep the coaching staff together, trying to keep Avery Johnson. And you come through that on the other side. If you can capitalize that with a win, I think that really just calms everything down and gives you a lot of arrows in the quiver um, for the next seven months, which is just absolute dog shit fan bowl like that's that's just what it is so i'm looking forward to that and again this is kind of not kind of this is the two polar opposites the the next thing i'm looking for and the, the the kind of fun about this game you have the two polar opposites you have the ending of one of the greatest careers of all time cooper bb and you have the beginning of what could be one of the most electric players and Avery Johnson. Again, Avery's had big games, and his coming out party truly was that five-touchdown performance versus Texas Tech. But this is the final time Cooper Beebe is ever going to lace it up for K-State. I think he'll have the power cat on his helmet in the Senior Bowl, um, so it's not going to be the final time, but it's going to be the final time for K-State. This is going to be the first time Avery Johnson has a start at quarterback because, again, the the fun trivia will always be his first start for K-State was at wide receiver. Um, but when you have the alpha and the omega, you know, the beginning and the end of two Kansas kids, hopefully program-defining Kansas kid, hopefully two Ring of Honor Kansas kids, um, it gets you in the feels. You get excited. Like, I, I, I can't help but really almost be moved to emotions knowing that, hey, this is Cooper's last game. And 
Um, he, he truly is the best. Unanimous consensus All-American. He had at least one Heisman vote because it came from me. He was my number three player on my Heisman ballot. Uh, he, he truly is who I believe to be the greatest K-State football player of all time. Um, you know, th- there's arguments, again, Colin Klein, Michael Bishop, Terrence Newman, um, Darren Sproles, Chris Canty. Um, so th- there are other folks you can argue it, and, and I don't think it's like unanimous. I don't think it's Cooper Beebe and you need binoculars to find who the next guy is. Uh, but I, I do think Cooper Beebe is the greatest to ever do it for K-State, and, and it's his final game. So I, I, I'm, I'm emotional about it. I'm excited for it. And then when you, when you balance that with, okay, it's the first time we're seeing, you know, four quarters of Avery Johnson at quarterback, um, it, it truly is a, a glass house of emotions that, I, that I'm pumped for, and I hope you guys are as well. Now we're going to get into my picks to click. We're going to get to my keys to V. We're going to get to my super specific prediction, and we'll end with a uh, score prediction. Again, uh, a lot shorter than the usual episodes. I know I know, you, folks aren't sitting down for hour-long podcasts during this week, um, but of course, we're, we're going to go through the balance of the year. We're going to go from August through the balance of the year, one, five episodes a week, uh, holidays included. Plus, I haven't really... Um, talked about this bowl game again i've danced around it and and here's the thing with with media availability the way it is with also all the uncertainty on rosters it's tough to put together a a traditional preview episode uh so i hope you guys forgive me for that um but but i do want to get my final keys to v my final picks to click i'm going to do a super specific prediction as well and then uh give my score prediction for the final the final uh, you know, big two sporting event of the year. Again, we, we do have K-State women's basketball on Saturday, which will be the final K-State event of 2023. Um, so my first key to, or no, we'll do picks to click. Um, and, and I am going to go with the obvious. I am going to go with Avery Johnson. Um, I, I think, and I've said it a few times, I think we're going to see such a big game from Avery Johnson that. Uh, you know, it's leading off college football podcasts. I think everyone's going to say, okay, we've heard whispers about this kid. We saw the moments throughout the year. But what he was able to do in the Pop-Tarts Bowl um, is beyond what we even expected. I I think he's going to have such a big game where there's going to be talk. Could he be the Big 12 preseason player of the year? I think we're going to see him maybe popping up on preseason All-American lists. I truly think that this is going to be the game that hard launches, as the kids like to say, Avery Johnson, not just into the college football lexicon, but the college sports lexicon. I I think he truly is going to have that big of a game. I think he's going to have at least one passing touchdown, maybe two. I think he's going to have multiple rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to have over... um, over 350 total yards passing and rushing combined. Um, I, I think it is going to be a big night for Avery Johnson, or I guess big afternoon for Avery Johnson, um, and I'm absolutely pumped for it. So my first pick to click is Avery Johnson. Going over to the defensive side of the ball, um, I, I think it is going to be Desmond Purnell. This really was the year of Desmond Purnell on defense. Um, and, and again, I, I think that 
you know, I think the defensive backs are going to have a big game. I think you're going to see one or two sacks from the defensive line. But I think Desmond Purnell will have a couple tackles for a loss. I think he's going to make a couple big plays, you know, in uh, pass uh, uh, breakups. Like, I think he's going to be, you know, asked to, you know, take out a tight end, uh, break up a pass to a running back. I think he's going to make a, a big tackle on, on their quarterback when he breaks the pocket. So I think Desmond Purnell is going to be a, a big-time player when it comes to um, the defense. So Avery Johnson, Desmond Purnell. And before we get to my keys to be, how about Charlie Hustle? Folks, you guys saw it on Christmas Day. Or maybe it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, it all runs together. But Jerome Tang just kind of gave you guys all a preview of some of the stuff Charlie Hustle has cooking up for their basketball launch this year. It is second to none. I've seen a couple sneak peeks. You guys are going to be drooling on yourselves to get your hands on some of this winter uh, merch drop from Charlie Hustle. Um, so be on the lookout. Get over the Hey, as you guys are listening to it today, go. they, they have some clearance stuff. They got some good stuff from uh, from their K-State collection. They got some stuff from the Arrowhead collection, just the Kansas City Heart collection. Go over there, get a couple clearance stuff, but then hold your horses because I promise you, you guys are going to go nutty for the stuff that Charlie Hustle is going to drop here later in December. Or uh, not in December, in the winter. Um, I don't have the official drop date. I probably should. I should probably be like, hey guys, come on. Let me know. They only give me sneak peeks. They want me to be excited too. So check out Charlie Hustle. They got some great stuff on sale. But you guys saw it. You saw Jerome Tang rocking the hoodie. A little bit of a preview. There's going to be some great stuff from Charlie Hustle. All right, my keys to be the first one is let the offense cook. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think a lot of folks are trying to put their insecurities and put their fear on Connor Riley um, because he's an offensive line coach. Folks are probably thinking, oh, he's an offensive line coach. He's going to be conservative. It's going to be Messingham part two. I've seen that shit way too much. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. I I think he is going to let Avery cook. I think he's going to let Jace Brown cook. I think he's going to give DJ Giddens his touches. Garrett Oakley, again, redshirt freshman tight end, who, again, he's going to be a future NFL guy as well. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more Trey Spivey. I think we're going to see a, a big game from Keegan Johnson. I think Connor Riley is going to let Avery cook and let some of these young offensive skill predict, or uh, skill position players cook as well. I, I, I think that's what we're going to see. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be fun. And I think folks are going to come away from it. I, I think they're probably going to overreact for Connor Riley. And and I love Connor Riley. And I, I think he is capable. And I think he has a chance to be a good offensive coordinator. But I think folks are going to come away thinking, all right, you know, the show goes on. We're going to be just as good as we were under Colin Klein. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think Colin is an elite offensive coordinator. Um, but but I do think that the key for the offense is just let them cook. Let the playmakers play uh, and, and let it go. And I, I think Connor Riley will do that. On defense is don't let the quarterback run game beat you. Do not let the pocket break down. Do not let the quarterback uh, legs beat you. Again, that's been a problem in the past. 
Um, but it, as long as you contain that, I don't think that NC State is going to beat you with big plays. And I think that this defense, um, that's been their problem. I, their problem has been giving up the big plays. So if you can prevent that, I don't think NC State has it in their uh, repertoire to score with K-State at the level I think we're going to. So that is my um, second key to V. My super specific prediction is there will be multiple shots in the fourth quarter while the defense is out there of Cooper Beebe and the offensive lineman eating Pop-Tarts on the sideline before the game ends. Because my score prediction for the final game of the year, I'm going full send. There's no point in predicting a close game. It might be close, and hell, NC State might win. I might be having a sad recording session uh, in my parents' basement after this game, but I think that K-State's going to win 45-20. to I think K-State wins this. I think it's a blowout. I think uh, I think we're going to come away thinking, holy shit, Connor Riley's the real deal. Holy shit, Avery Johnson's the greatest player of all time. And, hey, the defense is going to be good next year. I, I think K-State fans are coming out of this game uh, eerily similar to how we felt after the LSU game um, down in Houston, Texas, this time in Orlando. And I, I think K-State fans are going to be revving themselves up all offseason, uh, getting ready for a special 2024. So like I said, 45-20, to 20, massive game from Avery Johnson. I think he's going to be named player of the game. I think Desmond Purnell is going to have a big game as well. Uh, Connor Riley's going to get tons of flowers. Chris Kleiman's going to take a giant bite out of a Pop-Tart mascot, and it's going to be a ton of fun for everyone. So let me know what you guys think. Um, but, yeah, short and sweet to the point. Um, hope all of you guys have had a great holiday season. Um, hope all of you uh, having a good third day of Christmas, uh, December 27th, a, a day close to me, and I'll just leave it at that. Um but yeah, that's all we have. Uh, tomorrow we'll have some primers um, to get you guys ready. Again, it'll probably be a pretty short show. Um, I'll have a reaction to the game um, dropping on the 29th. Uh, and then on uh, January 1st, first day of the year, we will have the final of the top 10 series um, with K-State's uh, top 10 storylines of 2023 and five storylines for 2024. So we're almost uh, done with the year. It's flown, flown by. We will not stay five days a week uh, in January. Um, we're going to be looking at two to three episodes a week all through basketball season. Um, and, and if big things happen, we're, we're not opposed to cranking it back up to five a week. But we're going to uh, take it down to two to three a week in January, February, March, hopefully April. Hopefully we're, we're having a deep enough run. Hopefully we're celebrating a national championship in both sports, damn it. Um, but hopefully we have a big time in April and then we'll figure out what the offseason looks like from there. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be going down to two to three times a week in the coming months. Um, man, what a run. What a run it's been. Again, we'll have two more episodes of December, two more episodes of 2023. Uh, but I just want to say I love you guys um, and hope everyone uh, had a great Christmas and they're enjoying this uh, final run in 
uh, and the come down from the holiday season. So for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, for the Boneheads, the best podcast fans in the world, my name is Scott McFarland. I love you guys, and go Cats. Network.